don't rush out and buy all of the different tools, please. <laughs> you probably don't need as many as you think you do, but also make use of the free trials. See how they would potentially fit into your business and see if they save you enough time to be worth the subscriptions because, yeah, the subscriptions do add up, but if they're saving you time, then that could be worthwhile. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Imperfect Action. This is episode 600. Today, I'm talking about something that I get asked quite a lot, and that is what are the must-have tools or what tools do you use in your business? What software do you use? What apps do you use? And yes, they are a very essential part of an online business. And personally, like in this business, other than paying my team and paying myself, software is our next biggest expense. It has grown a lot. This expense has grown a lot over the last few years as many of the tools that we use, they have tiered pricing. And, you know, our email list, our customer base, our sales volume, all of these things have grown into the much more expensive plans. I'm also, though, I'm also always looking and reviewing what we use, cutting out the ones that we don't need. And if I can find better alternatives, then I weigh up whether we need to switch. Now, I have always been a bit of a sucker for a new and shiny tool. And this was especially when it was just me and my business. But ever since I started growing my team, it's really forced me to start to stick with the same tools. Unless we absolutely need to change, we stick with the same tools. Because really, it's no fun for my team to have to learn new things. And it's super confusing when nobody knows where anything is saved or what tool to use for what thing. And, oh man, that just gets confusing. So it's, we, we really try to streamline it now. And I try to avoid that shiny object syndrome of, ooh, new tool when the things that we're already using are most likely good enough. It's only when I think, oh, we could be saving a lot of money here or we could be doing this in a more streamlined way that that's when I start to think, okay, can we change this tool? How hard is it going to be? How hard is it going to be, you know, transferring data across? How hard is it going to be training my team in how to use it, etc. So this episode, I'm not sharing every single piece of tech that we use because there's a lot. (laughs) You know, like this business runs so efficiently because we have so much software. Like it's the reason I've managed to keep my team so lean is because we have so much software backing up everything that we do. So I'm going to share a couple of pieces of tech that I think are essential for most online businesses. And I've broken it down into a couple of different categories. So file management, project and task management, knowledge management, client delivery, 
finances, marketing and content, and then time management. So let's start with file management. I think that's probably the easiest. Everything we use, that goes into Google Drive. Nothing gets saved to desktop because if I save something to my documents folder and somebody else needs to access it, well, they can't access it without me being online and sending it to them. And then that just creates a whole lot of back and forth of like, hey, can you send me this? Is this the most recent version? No, we don't want that. So everything just gets saved straight into Google Drive. If you prefer, you could use Dropbox. I don't really like Dropbox that much. And Google Drive is free because we have um, Google Suite or whatever they call it now, G Suite, uh, with all of our email inboxes in the Gmail app. Um, even though it's like, hello, it's stephtaylor.co, it's still within Gmail. Um, so that's all part of like the business package that they have. Ooh, I don't know if you can hear Archie snoring in the background. <laughs> it's quite cute, actually. Uh, okay. And then the next category is project and task management. Now, this is something that I think you don't need, you don't need to get too, um, too in the details of this when it's just you, but it's also something to start implementing in your business when it's just you, because then when you bring a team in, it becomes so much easier to start to delegate and manage tasks and projects more effectively. We use ClickUp for all of our project management. And, you know, I used to write all of my to-do lists for a lot. Like I'd say, okay, launch magic launch. And I would brain dump everything that I needed to do on a piece of paper. That was great when it was just me. But then as soon as my team grew, suddenly I would need to delegate tasks to them and we'd all want to know where everything was at. So ClickUp became like the single source of truth in some ways. And it's also a great way to start documenting processes so that when you bring somebody else in, it's already there. Uh, it syncs with your calendar, which is nice. And we've started using ClickUp Docs as well. We used to use Google Docs because that all lived in Google Drive. But now we've started using ClickUp Docs because we can integrate it with all of the tasks in the business as well. So like, um, for example, each podcast episode is a task. Uh, and when I go in to outline the podcast episode, I do a ClickUp Doc with the outline and then I record it and then I mark it as recorded. Jay and my team knows, okay, got to jump in and edit the recording, etc. So we all know where each podcast episode is at any point in time. The next category is knowledge management. So knowledge management is something that I never really paid much attention to. I was always that person who had 50 different notebooks with all of my scribblings and my inspiration and my ideas in all of these different notebooks. And then Every time I would move house or I would discover an old notebook somewhere, I'd find all my ideas and it was like, oh, this was a great idea. But because it was stored away in a random bookcase somewhere in a random notebook, I lost it completely. So knowledge management is that process of you know, using some kind of digital tool to organize, store, share your information personally, like with yourself or also with your team. And it really helps to get things out of your brain when you have those ideas or you think about, oh, I've got this great content topic I'm going to write about. Great. Get that out your head so it's not floating around in your brain, taking up precious brain space. Okay. It's such a waste of brain space when you have those things floating around, those open loops. If you haven't read the book, um, Getting Things Done, he talks about how, I can't remember the author's name, but he talks about 
how closing those loops, you know, by getting something down onto paper or in this case, digitally, frees up your brain space and it frees up your creativity. It also means that when you have a great idea, you don't have to, you don't feel this impulse as much of, oh, I have to, I have to do this idea right now before I forget it. I mean, personally, like if I don't write something down or I don't do it straight away, it's forgotten. Um, so having it in a sort of repository of ideas means that you can come back to it later rather than reactively chasing a shiny object. The other thing that, um, knowledge management, the other thing I really learned about knowledge management recently is that when you start to document thoughts, concepts, ideas, quotes, learnings, and you start to link them together, you can actually synthesize them to come up with new concepts. And this is where I think thought leadership really comes from. I think this is what sets apart sort of I don't want to say average business owner, average online business owners, but it's what sets apart those who really stand out, those who are saying things that nobody else is saying versus the people who are just regurgitating the same content over and over again. The people who stand out are the ones who are taking one plus one and synthesizing it to create five, essentially. Um, and then also Something else that I am doing at the moment is starting to build together like a, a knowledge bank content playbook so that my team can potentially in the future pull content from that without me constantly having to reinvent the wheel. So for knowledge management, you need a really good note-taking app and ideally one that allows you to interconnect ideas. I used Apple Notes for way too long. It doesn't have the best organizing and retrieving uh, capabilities. You, know, you have to know what you're searching for to find something in there. Whereas I've come across, I've tested a lot of different ones. I am currently using MEM, M-E-M. I really like it. Reflect is another great one uh, with those inter- that interconnecting ability. Obsidian is really good and Rome is really good, R-O-A-M. Those four are all, you know, that same kind of um, document it, interconnect it. They're much of a muchness. Don't spend too long uh, choosing which one suits you best. Have a play with them and pick one and stick with one because your knowledge management database is only really as good as what you put into it. So ensure that you're spending that time to fill it well. Uh, Also, along that note, read the book uh, Building a Second Brain by Tiago Forte. It's very useful. It'll show you how to start to capture your notes and ideas in a much more effective way so you can use them more effectively. Okay. Wow. That was, I did not expect that section to take so long. The next section is client delivery. Now, while a lot of your client delivery can be done manually via emails, sending things back and forth, hey, here's attached is your project and here are your concepts and here are your revisions. It can save you a lot of time if you're using tools that automate it and streamline it. If you're working with your clients or project-based clients in some way, Dubsado is really good. That's D-U-B-S-A-D-O. I haven't used it in a while because I don't really do that much client work anymore. Uh, We manage, the only client work I do is strategy intensives and we manage all of that through ClickUp. But if you are somebody who is working with a lot of clients, 
Dubsoto streamlines the process of onboarding. Um, you know, so if somebody signs up as a client, it'll automatically send them the contract. It'll automatically invoice them. Uh, it might send them a welcome kit or like onboarding emails with a questionnaire, etc. So they've got a lot of new features since I last used it. And I have a lot of friends who rave about it. So check that one out if you need to streamline your services. If you are delivering courses or coaching, Kajabi is fantastic. I mean, that this is probably like the most common question I get asked is, where do I host a course? I love Kajabi. Yeah, and I get asked, what are some alternatives? Well, I don't really know any of the, like I haven't investigated any of the alternatives in a long time because Kajabi just does everything I need it to and it does it really well. And yeah, like there might be ones with other sparkly features out there, but I don't need all the sparkly features. I'm not spending all of my time making it like the sparkly course. I'm spending my time delivering a great experience for my students, ensuring the content is good and ensuring that I'm putting my best energy into our live calls. Kajabi is kind of an all-in-one tool, so you can use it as a checkout to collect payments. You can use it to send out email marketing. You can use it to create your sales pages. You can even use it to host a podcast now. Um, So there's all of the different things that you can do there. Um, I guess also another one in the client delivery category is communication. Uh, So it might be external communication, like communicating with clients, which you could use WhatsApp or Voxer, or you could combine your internal team communication with your external client communication using something like Slack. Um, So we use Slack here as a way to just communicate internally. But I am also, uh, I'm a client of people who use Slack for their external communication. So I get added to a special Slack channel where they can message me if uh, they have questions about our projects together or anything like that. Next is finances. Now, this is probably the least sexy one. And I think it's also the one where people don't want to spend money. They try to save money on finance, on the finances software. And I'm like, yeah, you can try and save money, but it's going to take you a lot of time. Uh, I think it's so important to have some kind of system, some kind of software to track your income and expenses and profit, et cetera. Like, okay. So years ago, when I was a uni student, I worked as, I, I worked at a tax accounting firm and we used to get people literally with like shoe boxes of receipts and Excel spreadsheets. And it was just, it was a nightmare to prepare their tax returns from all of that. And as a result, they actually ended up paying more for us to prepare their tax returns because it was taking us longer to do it. And if they had just invested in a system, I mean, zero wasn't around back then. This was a while ago. Um, but if they had just invested in a good piece of software to streamline it all, it would have made our jobs a lot quicker and it would have saved them in accounting fees. Um, so, you know, we use zero in, um, this business. It's great. It does everything we need and it's all cloud-based. And then my accountant just like logs in at the end of the year and does all of that. QuickBooks is another alternative. They're really good. Um, and then on top of that, using something like Google Sheets for cash flow forecasting each week. The next category is marketing and content. This is, I think, where there's a lot of potential to get sucked into shiny objects. There's a lot of different marketing tools and you really don't need that much because they all kind of do similar things. So, I mean, obviously you need somewhere to host your website and if you have a blog, that as well. Um, 
you know, we use Show It plus WordPress for the website. You could, if you're using Kajabi, you could use Kajabi for everything. Then you need a CRM. So that's something where you can keep track of your customers, your leads. That's where you can generally send emails to your audience, do your email marketing. HubSpot's a good one. Kajabi has CRM functionality if you're using that for your courses as well. Uh, or if you really need a free option, you could use something like Airtable, but that won't really scale. You know, if you're thinking about building a business to scale and to grow in the future, start the way you intend to grow because, yeah, I, I think it, it, it'll save you a lot of time further down the track. You might want to save money now, but it'll save you time later on. Then the next thing you need is something to plan and store your content. We use Airtable for this. It's free. Uh, you could also do this in ClickUp. We don't use anything to schedule content anymore um, other than like, you know, podcast episodes get scheduled inside the podcast host. Um, Instagram posts get scheduled in the in Meta's business suite tool, which is free. So we don't actually pay for a scheduler anymore. Like there's no Instagram scheduling tool. And yeah, you don't you don't need to be worrying about like, which is the best tool to schedule to Instagram because honestly, just use the one that they give you. Um, and then you need tools for content creation. So, you know, Descript is where I record my podcast episodes and we edit them in there. Canva is where we create Instagram graphics, lead magnets, workbooks, basically like, you know, workshop slides, any of those kinds of things we create in Canva. Um, and then yeah, Descript for the recording of episodes, um, ClickUp docs for writing content. And that's really it, I think. Um, editing video, we don't really, we've started outsourcing that, but you could use something like CapCut or, um, how oh, it's it called? Captions is the app that's on iPhone. Those are pretty quick for editing short form videos. Uh, Descript also will edit video. So, you know, don't go too overboard with all the different content creation tools is my advice because it's very easy to get sucked in there. Okay. And then the last category is time management. So first up is Google Calendar. So this is like the, the single source of truth for my day. I suppose I am constantly checking my calendar. What do I have next? When's my next meeting? What's my next call? What do I need to be working on today? Like my to-do list lives in my calendar as well. And I've started using a tool called Sunsama, S-U-N-S-A-M-A. That is like my to-do list tool. And it lets me plan my to-do list and then it pulls it into my Google Calendar. So I can look at my Google Calendar and in one place I can see these are the tasks or this is what task I'm meant to be working on. These are my meetings. And it just, it makes me feel a bit more organized because my brain is not usually the most organized. So (laughs) that helps. Um, and then another really handy time management tool is Acuity. So you can, Acuity Calendly is also good. Essentially what they do is they create a calendar where somebody can book in with you. It syncs with your Google calendar. So it blocks out times when you're not available. And then let's say I'm trying to organize a podcast interview with someone. I can send them my calendar link. It automatically converts into their time zone, which when you are on the other side of the world to most of the people you speak to, it's really handy having that time zone conversion. Um, so I send them that link and they can see what availability there is and we can pick a time that works for both of us. 
You can also take payments through Acuity and Calendly. Yes, you you have to be on the paid version, but this is quite a handy tool if you are doing coaching or any kind of client work. You can actually, you know, invoice, you, you can get your clients to pay upfront before they book in rather than having to chase up invoices afterwards. So there you go. There's a lot there. And I know I've missed a few, so I'll probably have to do a part two at some stage. But I think those are like the the real bare bones essentials and really thinking about it as, you know, file management, project task management, knowledge management, client delivery, finances, marketing and content, and time management. I hope you found this episode helpful. Don't rush out and buy all of the different tools, please. <laughs> you probably don't need as many as you think you do, but also make use of the free trials, see how they would potentially fit into your business and see if they save you enough time to be worth the subscriptions. Because yeah, the subscriptions do add up, but if they're saving you time, then that could be worthwhile. Absolutely. All right. That is it for today's episode. If you're not already subscribed to the show, make sure you hit the follow button or plus in Apple Podcasts and means you'll get every new episode delivered straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you haven't left a rating or a review yet, I really would appreciate it if you took two seconds to do so. I read every single one of them and I really appreciate all of your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.